Hello and welcome to Without Edges, brought to you by Harcourts and Connect Now, Australia's longest established and leading home moving services. They make your clients' moving experience stress-free and simple. They will take care of your clients and you take home the rewards. Without Edges is the podcast that connects you with people who are achieving amazing things in life and, of course, the inside tips for real estate. I'm your host, Sutton Smiles. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Lauren Robinson, who is the Director of Rental Results, which is a property management-only business in Brisbane. Now, before I um, hand over to Lauren to tell her, tell us about herself, I just want to say that, Lauren, I, I admire the fact that you reached out to me because you've been listening to our podcast and in one of the podcasts or one of the uh, newsletters I said, you know, if anybody wants to share their story or knows someone who should be sharing their stories, reach out to me. And you did. And you said you'd love to be interviewed. And here you are. So welcome to Without Edges. <laughs> Thank you, Savannah. I'm excited to be part of the show. Well, now first, tell tell our, our listeners about yourself, who you are, what you do, and maybe a little bit about your business as we go through today's questions. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I guess I've been in property management now for over 17 years. So, um, and I, yeah, still love it. So I own um, a business in Brisbane called Rental Results and we are property management only, managing over 540 properties. And um, I also have a marketing business which focuses on property management growth. Okay. So what made you decide to do property management only? Because it, it is not a, you know, it is unusual. Um, a lot of people will have sales, ta- you know, uh, or property management tacked onto sales, I should say. So what made mm-hmm. you decide to do PM only? Um, I guess I, I love property management. That's something that I've always done. I have never done sales. So when I started in the industry, I worked for a company which was Pro Rentals um, and they just did property management only and grew to one of the largest in Queensland at the time. Mm-hmm. And then since then, the director, Andrew, went on to start Inspect Real Estate. Yes. Um, And then I went on to another company for three years doing business development. But again, they were predominantly property management. Um, And yeah, I guess when I started my business, I actually, both those companies sold their rent rolls and I actually love it. So that's why I thought, well, I'm going to start my own. And how long ago was um, that you did that? How long ago did you do that? Just over five years now. So about five and a half years ago. And how many properties do you have under management? Just over 540. Okay, so have you grown them all organically or did you buy some rent rolls yes. as well? No. So, yeah, we've definitely grown them all organically and I've seen every single one of those. So I do all the new business. Um, yeah, and so, uh, yeah. That's fantastic. I'd like to that's, go out and meet the owners. That's amazing growth. So you're doing about 100 a year in terms of organic growth. Yeah, varies year to year. Some years we've had bigger years, other years we've had more stable growth. But um, yeah, I mean that's yeah that's sort of what we've what we've come to at this point in time. So, so let's drill down into some some you know, just deep dive into your business a little bit. What are some of the strengths? Because regardless of whether you have um, a sales arm of a business or not, what are some of the strengths that you believe that you bring to the marketplace where with your PM business? being only a PM business? 
I guess, I mean, our whole value proposition is that we're high-tech, high-touch. So we've got a lot of efficiency around our, our daily procedures so that the property managers are freed up to be able to get on the phone and really establish those relationships with our clients. So, um, you know, after even our leasing manager, so after every viewing, the owners receive a video update as well as a normal update through Inspector Real Estate. So it's just those additional points um, and that's why we get a lot of referral business is because we've established those relationships with our clients. It's so true, isn't it? Because a lot of people do the whole with with the local market experts, right? But the market is Mm -hmm. shifting, isn't it? A client's expectations Mm -hmm. management. It's not about that you're the local expert. They actually want you to be the relationship expert now, providing them with levels of service that we, we probably haven't been held accountable to before, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, probably about 18 months ago, we completely restructured. So we used to be portfolio-based, very traditional style real estate. And now we actually had a focus group where we listened to what our clients are wanting. And then we restructured the business so that we can very much be client-focused. So what did you restructure it to? So, I mean, as the property managers, so they don't do routine inspections anymore. So we've got someone doing, so someone's full-time job is their routine inspections. We've got our leasing manager who just focuses on finding the tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I guess it's a bit more task-based than what it used to be. And those, the property managers really are more, is, they're in the office working on those relationships. So when a landlord rings, we found when we did our focus groups that the landlord wants to, to have someone at the end of the line that they know, that knows them and they know their property um, when they call and they want, they really want their calls to be answered immediately. So do your property managers do any growth? So do they actually ask the landlords, do you have another property to manage? Yeah, they do. So, and they're incentivised for growth as well. So um, they do do that. And we do good news calls to the owners and yeah, all those sorts of things as well. And you're the lead BDM in the business. How are you getting listings without the traditional sales agents referring you any business? Yeah, so I guess it's through a lot of partnerships, referral relationships. We do, I mean, I guess we don't do the traditional marketing as such in terms of, you know, mail dropping and things like that. We have a lot of digital marketing that we do as well. So we create marketing funnels and and providing content to the, the market as well. So if someone wants to know about, you know, I guess, how to calculate or whether my property is water compliant and can I charge water usage. We've got videos on that. Um, every week we're providing, we do a blog and we also do a video video blog as well and daily we're posting information out to the marketplace that we, and we're really trying to listen to what, what our clients want. I want to, uh, let's talk more about that because I did stalk you on social media <laughs> a couple of days ago leading up to this mm-hmm. interview and, and yes, you are yeah. um, on, on social media. So what platforms are you advertising or marketing on? Yeah, so essentially, I mean, Google. So obviously we um, we do Google AdWords. We also are on Facebook. So we do, we post every day and we also run Facebook campaigns every now and then. So it really depends on how much growth. So organically, we're growing without having to do much um, in terms of, and I guess that's through our partnerships and our, also our existing clients, about 10 a month, which is where we really, that's, that's really all we want at the moment. Um, we're sort of reached, we're reached 
that's the area where we wanted to grow in the business and now anything additional you know that's sort of where we're happy to to take it on but we're not really in growth mode at the moment when we um when we do want to turn that mode on then we there's a number of things we can we can implement and we know what that they work and and your website so um You've got some fabulous videos on your website for owners. You've got some oh, great you. content and downloads. I mean, if people are listening to this, they really need to go to your website, rentalresults.com.au, I'm assuming it is, um, and, and mm-hmm. have a look at the content on there. And um, you, know, and you, you can register for emails to be sent through for updates, etc. And I, I did that, and within a minute, I had one mm-hmm. of your emails in my inbox. What sort of mm-hmm. investment did you put into that, and how do you manage that in the background? Yeah, I mean, that's probably my number one strategy for growth is content marketing. And I mean, the reason why I love it is because not only are you educating your, your marketplace, but people come to you and they're like, oh, they feel like they know you. So they've already watched a lot of your videos. They've consumed the content. They have a better understanding. Um, like I've written a book for first-time property investors. So a lot of people, you know, they've said, oh, I'd love a copy of the book. Can I can I read that? And then, which I'm more than happy to provide because it gives them all the information that they're looking for as a first-time property investor. So it just takes away a lot of the questions that we'd normally get. Um, so I think, you know, those, those types of things have really helped. So, I'm, I mean, in terms of time that I spend doing that, it's, it's not all that much time really. So, I mean, preparing and doing, you know, I usually do a one-minute video a week. Um, that might take me maybe 10 minutes to do. Um, so it's really, it's not a lot of time that's invested in that. And do you track how much content is consumed? So, you know, all of your downloads, et cetera, are you, how are you tracking that? Yeah. And then can you go to the client and say, like yesterday I downloaded one of your uh, consumable content yep. pieces. Did you track who I was? And can you then come back to me yes. and say, hey, Sadna, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yes, Big Brother's watching you. Data. So, right, great, you do. <laughs> It's all automated. So um, and so and we use Mar- uh, Mailchimp as our marketing funnel. So as soon as as soon as you um, entered that database, I was made aware, and then I can see, okay, well they've watched, they've come through to this point, and then they dropped off, or they've watched the whole lot, and then you know, depending on who it is, I, I obviously know who you are, um, but depending on who it is, then we would follow up from there. And so do you follow up with a phone call? Oh, no, just an email because I don't think you asked for my phone number. Do you just follow up with an email? We don't ask. Yeah. Yes. And do you find yeah, people exactly. sort of... And then they... Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that we can also then put them into our, our database where they get... So if they choose not... So if they get to you know our five marketing videos and they've watched or consumed all our content and they still have not contacted us or engaged then at that point we'd put them into sort of another funnel where they're contacted once a month. So it's a bit more a lighter touch. Um, they may not be ready at that point in time. So they may just be considering either changing agents or considering renting out their property. There could be a number of reasons why they haven't actually picked up the phone at that point. Um, but yeah, so we do reach out and just see, you know, if, if we can help at all. And do you find people kind of go, how did you know that I was looking? <laughs> well, I mean, I think most people these days, when you go, when you enter your data, uh, or we, when you enter your email into um, to get a lead magnet, most people realise, okay, well, that's that 
information is going to go somewhere and I'm, I'm likely to get email marketed to. Yeah. So what I like about what you've done here, Lauren, you've clearly really thought about this strategy because it's not just about setting up a website, putting some videos up there with some downloads and then hoping like hell it's going to work. You've actually put a, a really strong strategy together around um, marketing that website, investing on Google AdWords, linking it into Facebook. When I researched your business, everything connected with everything else. There was no inconsistency around your messages out to the marketplace. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of time has gone into that. Um, and I think it's so important for any business out there that, you know, that you really make sure that your message is consistent and that you're delivering to your, your client or your target audience exactly what they want to know more about and what they want to hear. So with, with your... Um with your business, I want, I want to talk to you about some of the, you know, some of the objections and, and issues we face in the field. In your marketplace, mm-hmm. are your clients looking for discounts? And how do, you, how do you manage that when they do say to you, oh, but, you know, so-and-so down the road has offered us 2% less? Yeah, of course. I think in any business, um, you're always you're always going to get people to say, "Well, can I, can you do cheaper or whatever that may be?" And unfortunately, we just ultimately we say no. We we're at the we're at the point where we don't have to take on all business. Um, and I think if you stand strong, okay, well, I'm only going to be taking on biz- like we only manage properties within 15 kilometres of our office, right? And we also are pretty pretty strong on okay well we're only managing those properties and it's and it's these fees so we don't negotiate those at all um and you know and we're you're always going to be asked we had one the other day that said well another agency is offering me an ipad will you match that well, unfortunately no that's not something we would do um but i guess it comes down to well the value of that ipad may be you know six hundred dollars and the property is worth 800 so that's essentially one week's rent mm. So if your property sits vacant an, an additional week, then, you know, there goes the value of that iPad. So it's, I guess, you know, we reiterate to the client that maybe it's important to consider, well, who's going to market my property the best and also get me the highest rental return and also manage it properly through the tenancy. And what are you doing in terms of creating that wow experience for your clients once you bring them on? Yeah, so we've actually fully mapped out our entire customer journey, which took quite some time. And then we've implemented wow factors into each stage. So I think in any business, every every business is different in what they offer. And I think right down to, okay, well, an owner's decision initially to appoint a property manager, okay, well, what is, what's their thought process? And it might be that, okay, well, I, I asked some friends or I'm looking at, you know, I asked my friends who they're using as a property manager. I put it out on, Google, on um, Facebook or some search engine or I start to Google and that's when they maybe find an agency and then the whole process, okay, well, so they ring the office, who's speaking to them, how quickly do they get through to the business development manager, how quickly does the business development manager come out and meet them. So it's all those little touch points and then how soon afterwards are they getting their rental appraisal. That whole process we've mapped out to, um, to quite, a, quite a detailed extent and then we've looked at, okay, well, where can we, where would be the wow factor or where is going to be the points where they're really going to be um, impressed by the level of service we're offering here. Can you share a couple of them with us? Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, one of the things like lately that we've implemented that I mentioned before is in our leasing. So 
every owner and and it's something that I also do so once I meet a new client they straight afterwards get a a video message to say you know thank you for meeting with me I'll be sending this rental appraisal through to you in the next hour Um, and then they receive that appraisal and then I usually follow up the very next day did you have any questions after you've received this and then same once they've appointed us so our leasing manager she'll then send them a video message Mm. as well as an email message um, just to say, you know, this uh, this is who I am, this is my job, I'll be contacting you at this point in time, this point in time, um, through the whole process. So she explains that to them. And then straight after the inspection. So because I think, you know, when you've got a vacant property, that's probably your most, your, your um, emotions are sort of heightened mm. because you're not getting any rent. So we try to alleviate that. And we've had really good feedback about those video messages. That's great. And because I think a lot of people don't like doing video because they don't like seeing themselves on video, do they? I mean, no. that, that's the objection no. I get most of the time is I don't yeah. like, yeah, I don't like my face. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not always easy. And I think it's just about just embracing it because I think people like to, to deal with people. So if you can, um, like, and it doesn't matter sort of, you know, whether, you know, you've, you're not, you don't feel like your hair's good that day or whatever it might be. I think it's more about, well, they're seeing your face. They know that you care and you're looking after them and their property. That's all they want to know. And, uh, you know, that you're there reminding them, okay, well, I've just shown this many people through. Out of those the, these people, I had one person who was interested and would like to apply. Um, and I'll come back to you tomorrow with an update. In your marketplace, um, with amongst your competition, what do you, what is your unique selling point as as an agent or an agency? We've got, I mean, we know very clearly we've got about ten unique selling points, and that's one thing we we have a weekly huddle. So every Tuesday morning we go through and we we remind or go through our vision our value proposition. We also run through um, like what our weeks, what's happening in our week and those types of things and also our unique selling points. So everyone in the office is really clear on that. It's also on our website. Um, and I think it's really important that as an office, you set your own points of difference. Um, and in the marketing program we've just done with Lee Woodward, we spend a whole chapter on defining your points of difference and really being clear on what are your, your unique selling points in the marketplace. And that's constantly evolving because you know one week it might be this then all of a sudden everyone's got that same unique selling point so you need to continually adapt that and I'm assuming everybody in your business would be across those 10 points and be able to verbalize them if necessary yes and that's because that's something we go through every week so at our weekly huddle that's something we remind each other of you know, okay, well, what are our points of difference? How are we really making sure that that's clear out there in the marketplace? And are you doing that through marketing or conversations or a mixture of both, I guess? A mixture of both. So not only, like, one of our points of difference is proactive communication, which is such a, you know, that's such a word that everyone probably says, but, well, how do we actually, how does our behaviour really push that point? So... And that's something that we all sort of brainstorm together. Every year we sit down and we write, okay, well, this is our vision for the year ahead. These are our values. Like, are we all meeting the expectations that are set out that our that each of us as a as part of this business are really have, have said that this is our value? Are we, are we really adhering to that? And do you have an overall business or overarching business plan for your business? Yeah, definitely. 
and that's constantly evolving as well. So um, I usually do one one plan a year, but then I also have like sub plans beneath that. So marketing plans I do every three months, mm-hmm. and that that evolves each time. So 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 do you, so would you have a marketing plan, a client services plan? Um, you know, uh, local market. So, are they are they the sort of things that you do in terms of your sub plans? Um, I mean, I guess for me, so we have we've mapped out our customer journey. So that's that's one plan in itself, um, and that was quite detailed. And that's something we've only recently done. Um, our marketing plan is something that I've done from day one, which I evolve every three months, and that's because I want it to be really adaptive. And I think one of the like, I mean, that's probably, you know, a great thing for us is that we can constantly evolve and change that. And if it's not working, I just pull a pin on something and mm. change it again. Mm. And um, do your property managers have a, have a have a plan around, you know, their expectations and the KPIs they need to meet? Yes, definitely. So they get paid a bonus structure based on their KPIs. Um, and, yeah, every month we're seeing those KPIs come through. Can I, I mean, I'm going to ask you this question because I know people out there will be thinking, Sardner, ask this question. How many property managers do your, and it's, a, it's the most over-asked question I know, but I will ask it even though I hate doing it. How many properties do they manage each? Yeah, so we've got two senior property managers. So they manage the relationships with the owners and the tenants for the entire portfolio. But underneath them, they've got, you know, routine assistants, leasing manager, accounts, and we've also got two people in administration. So they've got, you know, five people underneath them helping them to be able to do their job. I love this. I think, and I'm really hoping the industry is going to move away from this this question of how many properties can I manage as a property manager because what, what you've yeah. done there is so perfect, isn't it? You've got two seniors who are in charge of the relationship and then they virtually mm-hmm. have a support team around them that helps them achieve or meet all of the business expectations and client expectations. Yeah. And that's right. Like when we did our focus group, we were, we found out from the owners, well, they don't really care who does their routine inspections. They just want to make sure they're done and mm. compliant. Mm. They don't really care who receipts the rent or who pays the account. Like they just want to know that that's done. Um, they want to know, you know, their waters are being, their water bills are being charged to the tenants and things like that, but they don't care who does it. That what they did care about is that they, when they ring the office and there's an issue, that they know that they're going to be able to speak to someone pretty quickly about their property, who knows them and who knows their property. So with your focus group, particularly for those people who are thinking, you know, that sounds interesting, how do I do it? Did you invite a handful of owners into your business and provide them with coffee, tea or whatever it was and then sort of go through a list of questions and expectations about what they want? Yeah. Exactly. So we survey our clients every year mm-hmm. and then out of those, and I mean, I guess out of those surveys, so every single client gets surveyed and probably, I think it was probably just under 30% actually responded. And then we then sent out another invite for a focus group. So it just depends on, you know, who wants to engage. But I mean, I think and everything we do, so we recently moved from um, one program to another, which was Property Me, because we wanted the transparency. So that was something that came out of the focus groups that owners want to be able to see their statements. They want to be able to see, you know, more of what we can see. Yeah. So yeah. now they've got an owner's portal, all our information's in there. They can see entry condition reports, all that sort of stuff, which they should have been able to have access to before. It's just very transparent now. Um and that's when we when we implemented that. Um, 
we do we do get some kickback. So some some clients contacted me and said I didn't I don't like this. I like the old way. But majority of people like more transparency, and we've implemented that because it's it's good for the whole of the business rather than okay well two or three people don't like this but you know 98 percent do do and we pay attention to the one or two who don't like something because they scream the loudest so have you did you Mm -hmm. then go back and tell the rest of your clients you know we ran the focus group this is what we were told these are the changes that we are making and then do you run these focus groups on a annual basis yeah, so so far we've only done one and as a result of that, so and a lot of, and I mean I guess some of the people there said, you know, well we don't want to be part of this if, you know, you don't listen to what we say and mm-hmm. those types of things, which is fair enough. Um, and we said, well we're going to take on board everything that people say and we're, then we're going to, you know, work as a team and then look at, okay, well what can we implement that everyone's going to like? Um and so, and then that's exactly what we did. And then we sent out an email to all the owners um, three times. Bef- so obviously, changing trust accounting programs is a big change yes. for owners. Their yes. statements look different. So we sent out an, an email to all our owners three months. We started three months beforehand, so once a month, saying we're going. This is your current statement. This is what your new statement will look like. This is why we're changing because we've listened to you as a whole, and these are the changes. And I did have a few owners, which I personally called to explain well, why we're implementing this and, and how that... And if they weren't happy, then, you know, some of them are now getting posted statements and things like that because they don't like using the portals or yeah. they don't like the change. Yeah, we just, you know, you just adapt as you yeah. can. Yeah, which is what you need to do. So tell me, mm. what are some of the key learnings that you've had uh, running your own business? What, would you, what wouldn't you do again? Oh, there's been so many. Um, I think... Probably the hardest time is when you first open your doors because all of a sudden you've gone from earning an income to nothing and you don't have any emails when you, you start. And I think really the first thing I did was was start contacting people in the local area, so accountants, mortgage brokers, financial planners, like people that had my ideal clients but didn't do what I did. And that's when I started establishing those relationships and I joined networking groups and really just tried to get my name and my brand and what I'm doing out there into the marketplace. But um, I think that's probably your hardest time in that, in that first 12 months was very difficult because you're doing everything in the business. Um, you know, from bins to reception to trust accounting to mm. absolutely everything. And it's a lot of hours that go into that. Um, and it gets easier as you go on because you've got, you're able to afford to employ people and then you've got, you know, marketing budgets and you've got, you know, it does get a lot easier. And anyone thinking of starting a business out today, because there'd be a lot of people sort of considering, you know, do I go out and start my own PM business or, or, or you know, business doing both PM and sales? What advice do you mm. have for them? Um, I think it's just really being clear and I mean making sure you do a business plan really having an understanding around well what where at what point am I actually going to be profitable what are my overheads going to be like really understanding okay well I need to be managing this many properties or I need to be selling these many properties a month in order to to actually be breaking even Um, and also okay well what's my structure going to be looking like because I, I think, you know, from, from day one, my structure's constantly changing and that's something that I review every year with my business plan um, to make sure, okay, well, 
it might be this might be the structure at this point but in 12 months time we're predicted to be managing you know 600 properties so how's that structure going to look or how just always looking ahead wonderful lauren thank you so much for being on our program actually thank you for no, reaching thank out you. to me and saying i have a great story <laughs> i want to share um i've really enjoyed discovering um so much about your business what you do online your marketing getting an understanding of what works particularly on your social media and um you know thank you for sharing so openly all the things that you do in your business and how well it works for you and uh, i'm sure oh, no, you have you. um you have enormous success ahead of you in the years to come oh thank you very much appreciate your time sadana and uh, when I'm next up in Brisbane, maybe I'll pop in and, and uh, have a look at your office and, and have a cup of coffee with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Lauren. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Without Edges has been brought to you by Harcourts and Connect Now, who have over 15 years' experience and pride themselves on ensuring every customer is connected on time. To find out more, go to connectnow.com.au. Until next time, I'm Satna Smiles. Thanks for joining us.